So it's important that you summarize all your transactions for your business. Um, Excel is okay if you're just starting out. If you have a lot of transactions, um, I'm not a fan of Excel because you can't produce a report, right? Um, if you have an accounting software like QuickBooks, I'm, I'm a QuickBooks Online fan. Um, you have your bank accounts being linked, your, your credit cards are linked, you're pulling in all your transactions. You can easily go in and produce a PL and know what your um what your profit and loss is, what your how much money you've made for the year, right? You can prepare a report where it's going to compare different months. It's challenging to do that in Excel because it's, and then because it's kind of like a flat statement. And then anytime you make a change in one thing, you have to change something else. Whereas in QuickBooks or an accounting software, it's going to do it automatically for you. Over 50% of Black Americans are unmarried and only 2% of black families in America have a net worth over $1 million. We are on our journey to not only join that 2%, but grow that 2%. Facts. I'm Devon Travell, creator of Black Wall Street, the board game with my beautiful co-host. I'm Sinclair, AKA the health nerd. You can go to our website at TheM4Show.com, our Instagram at TheM4Show, and our YouTube channel at Melanated Married Millionaires in the Main. And welcome to The M4 Show. So it's important that you know your number. So um, bookkeeping basics, <coughs> excuse me, so bookkeeping basics, um, for a business owner, you want to track everything. Um, I recommend that you use a software and link all your bank and credit bank and credit card accounts that you use for the business. You should keep business and personal separate. Not you should, but it's important that you keep business and personal separate if you're wanting to draw the line on your business. If you're a sole proprietor, it's like it's it's so so. You know, it's not so much because you are a sole proprietor, I still recommend that people have a business bank account. But if you are um, an LLC or corporation or S corporation, you definitely need to keep your business and, and personal separate because you want to maintain that liability protection. So the reason why you form an entity is so that you're protected. Part of it is because so that you're protected from the li from someone suing you, right? But how can you want someone to not sue you, but you're not acting like you're a business, right? So it's like, if you're going to be a business, you know, my whole thing, run your business like a business, keep everything separate, form your entity, keep your business, your business accounting here and your personal accounting here. And then documentation is key. Um, talk about saving receipts, you know, make sure you have your bank and credit card statements, just being able to substantiate what it is that you're putting on your return. And then I think... Um, so go to the next one. So it's important that you summarize all your transactions for your business. Um, Excel is okay if you're just starting out. If you have a lot of transactions, um, I'm not a fan of Excel because you can't produce a report, right? Um, if you have an accounting software like QuickBooks, I'm, I'm a QuickBooks Online fan. Um, you have your bank accounts being linked. Your, your credit cards are linked. You're pulling in all your transactions. You can easily go in and produce a PL and know what your um, 
what your profit and loss is, what your how much money you've made for the year, right? You can prepare a report where it's going to compare different months. It's challenging to do that in Excel because it's, and then because it's kind of like a flat statement. And then anytime you make a change in one thing, you have to change something else. Whereas in QuickBooks or in accounting software, it's going to do it automatically for you. You also want to be able to review your um, your bank and credit card statements for transactions that may not have been paid through your business. Sometimes you know it may slip up. You know, you may have one that you run through the bank, through the personal bank account, but you want to keep those so that you can count those as business expenses as well. Um, then uh, we can go to the next slide. Look, we're going to get right back into the amazing podcast. But if you didn't know, in 2017, we created Black Wall Street, the board game, because we thought more families needed to know about the history of Tulsa Black Wall Street. More families needed to know about the legacy of black excellence left behind of Tulsa Black Wall Street, that we can own a Madam CJ Walker Beauty Salon. We can have a Booker T. Washington High School. We can have an Uncle Steve's Barbecue. We can have a Renaissance man like Simon Barry, who had his own taxi service and bus service that got bought out by the city of Tulsa. We have brilliance in our DNA. We wanted to make sure that your family can play a game that teaches them about this brilliance. So we have Black Wall Street, the board game right here. We had the first edition available in 2017 that got sold out. We're on the second edition right now, or you can get the beautiful masterpiece version of the game as well. It's up to you. Head to playblackwallstreet.com and get yourself Black Wall Street, the board game to empower you, your family, and generations to come. Playblackwallstreet.com. Let's get back to the episode. Highly recommended accounting software. Yes, I love QuickBooks Online. <laughs> um, reconcile your bank and credit card accounts every month. Tracking is so important. Even though you have things that are being pulled in there, it's important to look at the numbers. You know, it's all about being intentional, right? So you need to intentionally reconcile your bank account, intentionally review your reports, intentionally see if you're making a profit how you're not making a, or I shouldn't say how you're not making a profit, how you're spending your money. You know, um, you could have hundreds of dollars going out for dues and subscriptions. It's easy to, to kind of add another expense, you know, Calendly, Adobe, um, Planoly, Later, all of those different things, right? And if you never look at it, you'll, you won't know that that's an expense that's coming out. I had that happen where, um, with a client where they just had all these different fees coming out, you know, um, convert kit and something else and Sam card and all this. And it's like, if you don't ever look at it, you won't know that those are, those are expenses and it's money, right? <laughs> it's your money that's going out the door. So you can do something proactively to change that. So um, it's good to be able to look at, to look at your information and keep track of your deductions. So, um, Look for duplicates. Sometimes that happens as well. You know, somebody may charge you twice for something. They may, may, be, may be a fraudulent charge, but if you never look at your book, your statements, you won't know that. So just kind of flipping it to um, a W-2 earner, you should know your income in withholding, right? It's not just for business owners because like I said, you may get to the end of the year and you may have to pay. Say first, you get to the end of the year, you have to pay a lot. Why is it you have to pay a lot? Could you have changed your withholding throughout the year and paid through the year? Or you get a big refund. It's like, you know, you 
you having a big refund at the end of the year, is that because they took out too much money? Is that because of your deductions? Is, did you have something happen in the, the current year that's not going to happen going forward? You know, you could take that money and use it to invest. You know, you may end up with $10,000 at the end of the year. It's like you could could have taken that and invested in something else instead of just having it sitting with the IRS. So know your income and withholding for W-2 and then keep track of your deductions. Missed deductions, a big one is um, charity. Um, you know, the money that you give to charity, non-cash charitable contributions. If you go to, I want to say it's like either goodwill.com or .org and, or Salvation Army, you can look up like a donation estimator, right? So go in there and check that on and think about it. You grab a bag of clothes, you know, you clean out your closet, you got like 10 shirts and 10 pair of pants, you just put in the bag and you go take it to the Goodwill, right? You That information could be valuable to your tax return because if you're at a point where you're itemizing, that's a, a it's an itemized deduction, but you're just saying, oh, that bag was like $20, you know, oh, that was $25. But just look at the estimator and see what exactly that is. That could be a lot more money. It could be like five or $10 per pair of pants, right? <laughs> you know, and you're just putting a few, you know, putting some pants in there or shoes or, or, you know, we give away, we buy and consume so many things and then we just throw it away or just give it away. It's like track that because that is um, a deduction. And then um, the other thing with W-2s is knowing how much you're contributing to your 401k or to your pre-tax, you know, what's pre-tax, what's post-tax, you know, how could that help you if you have more money? It's like, can you do something to reduce your taxable income? You know, maybe contribute more to your 401k or contribute to an HSA or an FSA or something like that so that you reduce your taxable income. Okay. Questions? No questions. Okay. So we'll go on. So overlook deductions. So business expenses should be ordinary and necessary for your business. And I say that because every business is not the same, right? Um, a cleaning company is going to have different expenses. A tree trimming company is going to have different expenses. A beautician is going to have different expenses. So whatever it takes for you to generate an income, that should be counted as a business expense, but you won't know that if you don't track it, right? So on the next one, um, common overlook deductions is business mileage, right? If you're using your business, your vehicle for business, you should be tracking the mileage that you use to generate that income, right? So say, for instance, um, I have a home office. I go to see a client 100 miles down the way. I need to be tracking that mileage because that's a business deduction. Um, you should have a business uh, mileage log where you're tracking, you know, where you go to, who you go to see, like your starting odometer, your ending odometer, and what you're doing so that you have that information available to produce to the IRS. You're supposed to have a log, but then you also have it at the end of the year because that information needs to go into the tax return. When we're asking, you know, when I'm asking, okay, what kind of vehicle do you have? How many total miles did you drive for the year? How many business miles did you drive for the year? How many commuting miles? It's like that information should be readily available. And if you're not doing it, it's like start doing it. So um, let's look at it like that, right? <laughs> That's how I 
approaching the, this presentation. If you're not doing it, let's start doing it because we want to be better going forward. Okay. Um, your cell phone. Most of us use our cell phone for business, right? Most of us use our cell phone. You use your cell phone for whether it's, you know, um, social media, answering the phone just to take a call, you know, sending email, we have everything on our phone. So you want to keep track of like a percentage, um, unless you have actually purchased or have a separate line for your business, you want to um, kind of estimate or know how much you use your, your phone for business compared to how much you use it for personal. And then you're just going to take a percentage of that from your, your um, bill and include that as a business expense. Business use of home is another one. Um, you, if in order to to deduct or to count your home office, it needs to be a separate area that's specifically used for the business, and it's um, on a consistent basis. So, like, I actually have a home office in my home, um, and so I'm I'm actually able to take a portion of my mortgage interest, property tax, um, utilities. And that's a, a tax deduction. So that's something to keep in mind. Internet is another one that goes overlooked because it's not something that comes directly out of your business. Um, I talked about subscriptions. So many things are on subscription basis. Those are uh, a business deduction and education expenses. Everyone's taking courses. If it's if it's a, a course that you're taking or Education, you know, in my field, I have to have continued professional education, right? So I need to have like 80 hours every two years that I go and I get, um, I take some training, right? Where I'm caught up on tax laws or, you know, new ways that I'm supposed to be, or not new ways, but updates on how to prepare a report or, you know, ethics. I have to take ethics every year, but those are business expenses because it's for my business and it's to keep me um, educated in my current field. So, if you have something like that, you want to keep track of it. Um, Hello, Margie. We're back. <laughs> we are back with with three questions for There's you. There's another one in the chat. We'll get to afterwards. We see you, Christy. Okay. Yeah, Christy. Yeah, appreciate you, Christy. Um, so three questions mm -hmm. for you. First question on the on the courses and education. Mm -hmm. Does it have to be like a certified? Like you're going to a UC, you're going to Stanford, you're going to Harvard. Or are these like online courses that you had to be a digital creator for $3,000? Not that I've signed up for any of those before. <clears throat> I have. I'll be honest with you. I have. Um, is, that a, is that a tax deduction or does it have to be a certified education institution? It's not a certified education institution if it's for your business. You know, if you're using it for education credit, um, you know, for like a student, like your child, right? Mm -hmm. it, for that, it has to be like an education institution. But for a business owner, when you're just getting continuing education, um, it doesn't have to be from an accredited university, but it should be in your current field. It's something to enhance what it is that you're doing, not going into something different. It's something that's related to your current um, business. Good. That's good. Um, second question, kind of kind of related, is like conferences. Um, for example, you know, we went to the All Black National Convention mm -hmm. in Charlotte. Uh, we did table and conduct business there, do networking there. So if you go to a conference, either as a, just an attendee that's in your field, or if you go to a conference to actually work, is that like that whole travel experience? The is that a deduction? Experience is a deduction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we like to hear. Okay. 
Thank you. Thank you for supporting the M4 show and our mission to increase the wealth of black families. If you received any value from this episode, any value at all, any, 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 do us a favor and give us a like and subscribe on YouTube and Apple, Spotify, anything, all of them, all All of them, wherever you're listening, (laughs) go ahead and like and subscribe. And after you like and subscribe, make sure you send this episode to at least one family that you really want to see win. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace.